Hello, everyone, and welcome to Batcast 66, our first official episode. I'm your host, Kendall. And I'm Scott. And uh, yeah, we're here to talk about the first episode of the 1966 Batman television series. It is called High Diddle Riddle. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it first aired January 12th, 1966, written by Lorenzo Semple Jr. and directed by Robert Butler. Yeah, I feel like it'll be interesting to see uh, if these writers and directors are just kind of uh, one-offs or if they come back around often. Yeah, that's part of the reason I want to keep track of that. I'm, I'm curious. Uh, But let me hit you with the synopsis real quick of this episode before we dig into it. Go for Uh, it. In the series debut, the Prince of Puzzlers, Frank Gorshin as the Riddler, diabolically tricks the dynamic duo in order to sue them for false arrest, have them unmasked in court, and thus reveal their true identities. So it's kind of a big, crazy episode, like, idea to start with. Yeah. Well, I guess we can start with uh, our impressions. Yeah. What did you think of the episode, Scott? So um, I thought that the Riddler's attempt to sue Batman and Robin was kind of interesting and fun. I feel like they didn't really capitalize on that so much. But overall, it's a good start. I like that we're not it's not an origin story for any of the characters. Batman and Robin are already doing their thing and the Riddler is already doing his thing. And they just kind of drop you into this world like you don't need much to, to go in with. We get a the tiniest bit of an origin for Batman. Yeah, I want to um, bring that up. I was actually surprised to hear them mention his parents being murdered. Yeah, it uh it, it definitely took me by surprise too. I had always uh just thought it was a thing no one ever talked about in the series. So same. Definitely wondering if it ever comes up again. Uh not that I think it needs to. Yeah. But uh, I did think that was that was fun to get it. The only, there's one other scene which we'll we'll get to uh, as we go through the episode in order that really feels like a, a first episode. But yeah, we'll 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 get to it. So we'll, we'll get, get to it. it. I, I think I might know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So I guess with that, um, I mean, let's dig into Hey Diddle Riddle. Yeah. Or no, you would think it was Hey Diddle Riddle. No, it's Hey. High diddle. It's high, yeah, sorry. It's, it's pretty weird, huh? Yeah, I know. <laughs> and we should point out that uh, for the first two seasons, at least uh, all the episodes are two-parters and their titles like kind of go together and rhyme. So high diddle riddle like sounds kind of weird on its own, but it makes sense. But then second episode is called smack in the middle. I mean, they don't really make sense, but like it, it's, they it's just how they go together. together. Yeah. All right. So yeah, like we said in our episode zero, the series is available on DVD, Blu-ray, uh, but you can also watch on Amazon Prime if you don't mind sitting through some ads, like it was the 1990s or something. Ads? Man, yeah. I know we're talking about a show from like, oh my God, like 60 years ago, but I'm not that old. <laughs> All right, so let's take it from the top. Uh, we open uh, at the Gotham City World's Fair which uses footage from the uh, real World's Fair in New York City. 
We open on a, uh, what would you call this? Uh, some sort of a celebration or something? Yeah, uh, like Moldavia just kind of is doing a thing at their pavilion, I guess, at the World's Fair with like a cake with Uncle Sam and I guess some horrible mascot for their country that looks like a really cheap toy. Yeah. Kind of ball off the shelf somewhere. I thought it, uh, I put in a note that uh, the show got racist from from play, you know? <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to bring, because I, I, I'm pretty sure this is a made-up country, but um, uh, I mean, I'm American, so I don't have a great grasp on world history and geography. But um, yeah, there was a couple of people in the audience who was like, oh, they're the African delegate or whatever. Yep. <laughs> yeah. But that said, um, the show is very white, so I was like, oh, it's just nice to see someone of color <laughs> somewhere. I guess so, even <laughs> as a... Like I said, this was almost 60 years ago, so it was a different time. I mean, we'll get to characters of color eventually in the series, but like one of them is one of my favorite characters in the whole show, so... Awesome. Yeah, so we'll, we'll eventually get there when we eventually get to Batcast Season 3 or whatever. Yeah, I was kind of like this is a weird start because the you know as they're doing the thing the cake explodes yeah and he then goes like, to a, cut a cake and it just like explodes in his well, like, face a riddle comes out of it i wrote down all the riddles and i tried to pause the episode when a riddle came up to see if i could figure it out oh did so how... so, as, so as we get through them i'll i'll say what they are and explain if i got it or not but, yeah, well, why but, don't but, you uh, introduce? Well, oh, go ahead. Go so, ahead. But, but the point of this riddle is just to get Batman's attention. I'm like, what does this have to do with this country and the World's Fair? And then that eventually comes back in the second half of the episode, like the the part two next week. But like for this, the first for this whole episode is like that was so random and weird. Like, what was the point of that? But I uh, see. So yeah. you're watching both episodes as yeah. a pair. I watched the first episode and I have my notes for that. And then I watched the second episode at the same time, like after, and then I have my separate notes for that. Cause I was kind of uh, curious to see how my impressions might change as, as I watched the second one. Gotcha. Yeah, but, uh, I, I saved episode two for next week. Okay. Uh, well, I'll watch it again and uh, refresh my memory. No, nah, no, nah, just, uh, Please, let's try to be a spoiler-free. Spoiler free, no problem. <laughs> well, the riddle that comes out of it is why an orange, uh, when is an orange like a, a bell? And I could not figure this out. I'm like, that doesn't, none of this. And then when I got the answer, it didn't make any sense to me either. We get the, the, the riddle and then we cut to like the police station and they're like, this is a real puzzler. We can't figure this out. And yeah. Very dramatic. I like, I appreciate it for the first episode how dramatically it was like, we need to call him in. Yeah, yeah, this this is where it really feels like a first episode. Yeah, and I thought the scene was awesome. It was very cool. Like, like our introduction to the police and their relationship to Batman. Yeah, everyone is like crowded around the red phone and Commissioner Gordon is like, Whew, we got to call him in. And yeah, they make the call. Yeah, and then this is where we cut to, you know, you know, now we're at Wing Man or Alfred Oak gets picks up the phone. And he's like, well, let me go get him. So I guess they assume Batman just has a, a, an old man assistant. Yeah, this is where Batman or Bruce Wayne mentions his parents are murdered because he's like got a meeting with some 
people that are talking about putting uh, money into like some anti-crime foundation or something. And he mentions like, oh, you know, it's been my life's passion ever since my parents were murdered. I was like, okay, cool. I mentioned that. Um, I didn't realize that Harriet was in the first episode. I don't, know why, I don't know why I assume she, I always remember she's like a later series thing. Um, and I don't remember like even why she's there or why she's anyone's aunt. I mean, I, I don't know behind the scenes the reason yeah. she she exists. I, I Was she in the comics at all, do you know? I don't think so. The only time I've ever heard her being in the comics is the comics based on this show that came out like in the last 10 years. But like, that makes sense because it's based on this show. And she's yeah, the of, show. of course. Yeah. I know she's briefly in the movie, which was kind of meant to launch the show, even though it ended up coming out after season one had aired. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I feel like she was always intended to be around. Maybe it was just to have a uh, regular female cast member. She's the only one. Yeah, and uh, like, I, I don't know if maybe this was a weird standards and practices thing, because even back then people were like questioning the relationship between Batman and a young guy thing so like maybe like well you need to have like a more maternal figure in but like it doesn't make sense if like dick grayson's mom is there because he's still batman's ward in this so i guess just but it also like if she's bruce wayne's aunt then like why wasn't she his legal guardian and not after his parents died like it it has it brings up a lot of questions that i don't have answers to aunt harriet is so far, the show's biggest riddle. Yeah. <laughs> One interesting thing about this uh, this part is it sets up the Wayne Foundation. Uh, I'm not really sure what Bruce Wayne's like occupation was in the comics during this time. These days, it's very like Wayne Enterprises, uh, very for-profit venture. So I do think it's cool that even way back then, you know, the Wayne Foundation seems to be very nonprofit. The goal seems to be to make Gotham City a, a, a better place to live. Yeah, because um, it seems like Bruce Wayne, like, it's not the focus of the show. So, like, we don't know what the, where he gets his money, really. But, like, it seems like he's not involved in, like, the for-profit aspects of his company. I'm sure there will eventually be an episode where they probably talk about it. Because I, again, just going off my vague memories of the show, like that stuff never comes up. But I know the Wayne Foundation, like, is usually mentioned, like, oh, they'll handle this and that. Yeah, that's um, what that's what yeah. he does when he's not being yeah. Batman. Which is more interesting than just the generic, like, millionaire playboy, which I know is always like, it was just kind of like always used to be his cover. Yeah, and I, I think it's a good cover. And, you know, that's not to say they don't, hype up that millionaire playboy aspect of him in the show. Yeah. But uh, I, I, I like that this Bruce Wayne, like even when he's being like Bruce Wayne to like regular people, he's still very like the straight man of the series and like very serious and earnest. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's still, he's still like, he doesn't feel like a different character when he's Batman other than he's wearing a goofy costume. Yeah. Which is like, you know, modern interpretations, uh, you know, the animated series did it very well where it's like they tried to make them as separate as possible. Yeah. Um, but here, yeah, they're the exact same guy. Yeah. Just, and like, uh, I kind of like that. Yeah. At, at least at least for the, this show's tone, you know. 
Yeah, and it's just like he's he's fighting crime by day and by night. By know? day and by night. Yes. Yeah. So. So yeah, uh, Alfred comes in. You know, whispers in his ear that the bat phone is ringing. And that's our first indication to, of this uh, this series big gimmick where everything is bat something. Yeah. Uh, much like you're listening to a bat cast. We get uh, an excuse that I feel like comes back pretty often where uh, Bruce remembers that he promised to take his young ward Dick on a fishing trip. But, you know, of course, it's really the cover to uh, run into the study, push a little button on the uh, William Shakespeare statue and slide down the bat poles into the bat cave. Yep. And everything is nicely labeled. So in case anyone accidentally hit that, they know exactly which pole and where they're going. Yeah, thank goodness, right? Yeah. One of, <laughs> one of the things I find really charming about the show is like everything has a label, including like parts of his utility belt. Like it's all stuff that's going to be like viewed, like that should only be viewed by them. Like in the Batcave, everything's labeled everywhere. But like, I like that they're like, this Batman is so like, earnest and by the book that like he's like well that's like a safety feature i need to label everything that happens uh in case you know so everything's like nice and clear and organized and we know where things are even though it's only like in theory only at max three people should ever be seeing this stuff you know batman robin and alfred yeah in theory it would just be them but uh anyway yeah the dynamic duo now in costume don't ask how that works we don't know either uh, it's through bat technology as they slide down poles, just costumes just kind of come on them. Yes. The and then when they go technology. up, they go up and then like their uh, civilian outfits kind of materialize back on them too. Yeah. They hop into the Batmobile. This whole sequence is, uh, I guess, our first bit of stock footage, you yeah. know, from them getting off the poles, jumping into the Batmobile. We get to hear the... Uh, Atomic batteries to power line. Oh, yeah. One of my favorites. I love I love everything about this Batmobile. It's easily my favorite of all of them. Very cool Batmobile. But yeah, even even in this episode, I think they use the stock footage of the engine like fire coming out like all the time. Like they use it a lot, which is fine. You know, that's how the shows were done at the time. Yeah. And like it's cool. And like, but like I know like the sped up footage of like them leaving the cave with it is used all the time. Even them pulling up to uh, police headquarters. Yeah. Uh, speaking of police headquarters, Batman and Robin are there and they're uh, trying to figure out this riddle. You got the answer, Scott? Yeah. So the riddle was, why, when is an orange like a bell? Or why is an orange like a bell? Sorry. And the answer is when they, they both must be peeled. What? How do you peel a bell? Uh, well, you know, I'm sure it's just some old-timey... Yeah, I was like, this has got to be some old phrase that I'm not aware of. Let's uh, let's Google it real quick, because yeah. we have the internet. But yeah, while you're doing that, I'll, I'll mention that I did notice that uh, between... Now, I've watched... It's been a while since I've watched the show, but I've watched the movie a ton of times. And between the movie and this, I did notice that Robin is like a super genius... And always gets the answer like immediately, and it's implied that Batman also knows what it is and uh, is letting Robin kind of like figure it out. But like, does Batman ever know these things? 
That's a question of look to keep in our minds as we do Riddler episodes going forward. Yeah. See if we can notice it. Uh, but I, it's something I, I definitely stuck out to me in this episode. Yeah, I do like how he is kind of like mentor esque, you know. Yeah, just like, oh, you you figure it out, you know, helping to develop his uh abilities as a crime fighter. Like, while I am surprised we did hear about Bruce Wayne's parents being murdered, I doubt we'll ever hear about the flying Graysons and stuff. But that said, I would like to see eventually if they ever touch on like why Robin is his ward and is being trained to be a crime fighter and stuff. I don't think you will ever see that in the show, but it would be kind of neat just if they touched on it like they did with Bruce Wayne's parents. Yeah, I I would definitely would love a nod to that. Robin is definitely uh, one of my favorite, you know, superhero comic characters. Always love when his uh, backstory gets a little acknowledgement. So to peel a bell is to just like to sound it, you know, to, oh. to ring it. Oh, I've never heard of that phrase. Yeah, probably some old people nonsense. Yeah. Again, this is an old show, which there, there's, yeah. I think, a couple of old turns of phrase where I'm like, that sounds really weird throughout it. But I didn't make special note of those. But yeah, I, did, I, I did want to make sure we went, went through the riddles at least. Yeah, yeah. I, I also wrote the riddles down. Okay. How, how could you not? Yeah. <laughs> they both must be peeled is the answer to the riddle, which uh, leads, uh, I think, Batman, maybe Robin, to deduce that the Riddler is planning on striking the Peel Art Gallery. Well, there's another little piece of logic that Batman uses where it's like, he's talking about, like, he's basically talking about the, the Riddler and his thing, and he's like, He's like this artistic crime genius or whatever. And then like art, peel, and then he puts it together. Was a very uh, Independence Day, Jeff Goldblum-esque stream of consciousness type <laughs> thing. The dynamic duo, they drive over to the art gallery and they get a, uh, a call on the Batmobile-based bat phone. Which is crazy. Like, were car phones a thing then? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I mean... I don't know why I associate that with the 80s, like being because like that's when like cell phones and stuff started being a thing. Yeah, I, I'm i not sure myself, but uh, but Batman but, has one. But we'll, we'll get into it because I think Batman's this show has a surprising amount of like forward thinking tech that like now would be like a no like a, we wouldn't even think about it. But like I think at the time was pretty uncommon, like almost Star Trek-esque, which was a contemporary show. Yeah, did Star Trek start the same year as Yes, it did. 1966. Cool. I guess it would be kind of hard for it to be before, so. Yeah, because, well, this is also um, one of the earliest color television programs. Both, both, yeah. of, the, both of them were, uh, because color TVs have just now become common enough that they needed to have programming that worked for it, uh, which is, I think, partially why the show is so saturated and so colorful. I also kind of want to go back and watch it maybe in black and white and see how that might have looked. But I am watching the Blu-ray version, so like they're nice and crisp and HD, and like they look really great. Oh so yeah, I kind of want to just watch them like that. Yeah, definitely worth uh, worth but, the color watch. But I, I am kind of curious what that experience is like. Heck yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, so yeah, he calls. They get a ring on the the bat phone and the the Batmobile phone. And. Uh, it's a, well, I guess it's not a familiar voice to first-time viewers, but it's the Riddler. Well, it's a recording of the Riddler. Yeah. 
specifically a recording. He starts it with that. So it's basically like, don't ask me questions. You know? <laughs> uh, and he, he has another riddle for our uh, dynamic duo. Yeah, which is, uh, there are three men in a boat with four cigarettes and no matches. How do they smoke? And then like, I pause, you know, because I've been pause, I pause after they do that. I try to figure it out. And I was like, I was like, do they just use a lighter? But I was like, it's not going to be that simple for this show. And technically, I was right about both of those statements, which is they throw one throw one cigarette off the boat to make it a lighter. This riddle, neither Batman nor Robin answer immediately. Yeah. You'll uh, you'll find out why uh, the riddle was given. But uh, yes, the answer is they threw one cigarette overboard to make the boat a cigarette yeah, to make, lighter. To make the boat a lighter, yeah. Yeah, so I was like, oh, okay, I get it. But I was like, I'm thinking more like modern riddles where it's like a thing you're not actually supposed to think about. Like, it's not actually a clue that's in the riddle. And I was like, oh, yeah, they just used, they didn't have matches. They just used the lighter. So I'm giving myself half a point for that one. All right, all okay. right. Half a point for Scott. Yeah. All right. So we get our, uh, here's where we get our first uh, bat climb. Which is one of my favorite like gags that they do. Yeah. It's a recurring gag where uh, they they turn the camera uh, on a 90 degree angle and suspend Batman and Robin's cape. So yeah. they're sticking out right behind them and they make it look like they're just... Climbing up the side of a wall, and they usually have a conversation. Yeah, and this one they talk about like Robin having a crush on somebody, which is which is nice because you know they keep calling him like young man and like young person and stuff. But like, yeah, he is a teenager, and that would be a concern. But like, I know in the future they'll eventually like this is where they'll sneak in cameos and stuff. People will, like be looking out their window, and Batman and Robin are just walking past. So you know, for the first one, this is fine. Yeah, I thought it was fun. After this scene, uh, they get to a window and they peek in and they see, well, they believe that they see the Riddler holding the art gallery curator at gunpoint. Which was, I was shocked to see a realistic gun being pointed at somebody in their show. Yeah, well, I think uh, well, they're, they're able to get there's away a reason with it they can get away with it. Yeah. And at the moment, I was like, oh, <laughs> because I, I, I know that was like even a thing until the 90s. Uh, with the Batman animated series, like they, they weren't allowed to have the gun pointed at people, like 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 realistic looking ones. That's why they're all like kind of sci fi lasery. Oh, I feel like in the animated series, at least in the beginning, they got away with it a lot more. But they the apparently standards and practices got all over them. Yeah, that makes sense because like there's a lot of just straight up Tommy guns and handguns. Yeah. But you know, like we're, we're 80s kids. Like they were like, that's why G.I. Joe just shot lasers and stuff at everyone. Like they couldn't use real weapons. So yeah, Batman and Robin break into the uh, art gallery and. Uh, well, all right. So the break, I have some notes about the break-in scene where they, yeah. they that I, I absolutely love the sequence. So the art gallery window has a bunch of, it's like barred up. So Batman, you know, uses his like little handheld bat laser to like cut them off. Uh, and then Robin's about to throw it down onto the street. And he's like, I love how corny and earnest and serious this Batman is. <laughs> and he's like, no, pedestrian safety. And he gets out of his utility belt. He gets like a, a mobile like bat hook, puts it on the wall and then hangs it on the, the wall. <laughs> and I'm like, that's amazing. I love that. 
That is, that was pretty great. Which is pretty funny. And then they just burst right, like jump straight through the window. <laughs> and it's amazing. <laughs> like with how silly that is, because they can just open it. But it makes a great uh, entrance. And I loved it. Because I love both those kinds of things where it's like, I love that, that this version of Batman being like so civil mind, civic minded and, and doing that stuff. And then just like goofy over the top superhero things. Like just jumping through windows completely unscathed. Like that's yeah. one of my favorite superhero things like ever in general. Oh, but of course, yeah. But yeah, it was a lot. Of, it was a it was a great entrance. Yeah, definitely takes the uh, gallery curator coordinator, whatever his job might be, takes him by surprise and seemingly takes uh, Riddler by surprise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What what does Batman throw at him? Like a stun grenade? Yeah, he's got a couple of like flashbangs or something. Uh, like, yeah, he just throws a, I, I, like it's clearly just like a little firework that they have. But yeah, like it, I, I, just, I guess it's supposed to stun him. Yeah, because he like does like freak out and then like smash into something. The the Riddler makes a huge mess in this uh, yeah art gallery. Like they did way more collateral damage than like whatever it would have been if he was stealing it. <laughs> uh, so yeah, the Riddler's fr- flash banged, and Batman goes to cuff him, and then is immediately caught in a photograph by like a bunch of reporters. Yeah, and it's then that the uh, the Joker's plot kind of comes mm-hmm. out, and or I'm sorry, the Riddler's plot. I'm going to do that a lot. Yeah, Frank Gorshin has a really good Jokery laugh. Yeah. Like we associate that with the Joker more now. Uh, but I think in a different world, he also would have been a really good Joker. Yeah, I would definitely be interested to, to see that. That's, that's one thing as a kid watching this movie or watching the Batman movie that always stuck out to me. Like the Riddler's got quite a laugh in the 60s series. And I love Cesar Romero as the Joker. We'll eventually talk about him in more detail. But like, oh, yeah. he, like the Riddler's got a way better laugh. Um, but anyway, yeah, the Riddler's plan comes okay. to light. He's basically set Batman up. He yeah, was, the, uh, yeah, the curator comes out and be like, he wasn't robbing me. This was an item of his that was on loan. Uh, and he was just taking it back. And then that's revealed where the gun was just a lighter which is when they finally piece together the, the, the riddle, which, yeah, that's a really elaborate setup. Yeah, like great timing on the Riddler's part to like be lighting the, uh, the curator's cigarette. Yeah, well, I guess he knew when Batman and Robin were coming. He did have the, the phone ring like right before then. Even so, how long does it take to light a cigarette? And Yeah. You know. Batman and Robin climbed up the wall. They, there was the oh, whole bit kept, with the, the bars. Kept, he could have kept an eye out for them because, you know, they were in front of a window. You could still true. see out even when the, the bars were there. Um, but I do love Riddler's plan here because he serves them papers for wrongful arrest <laughs> uh, and, like, assault. And I love that this completely dumps them. Like, there's nothing we can do to get out of this. And they're like, if we go to court, we have to reveal our secret identities, which ends our careers of like se- secret crime f- fighters and stuff. That's a great Riddler plan. Like it's a great supervillain plan in general. And I was shocked that it was the first episode. 
Yeah, well, and when he, right before he serves the papers, he does it with another riddle. Do you have this one written down? I did not write this one down. Uh, So it is, what is it that no man wants to have, yet no man wants to lose? A lawsuit. Yeah, oh, I did write down that one. I thought you meant the, the one about reading, finding two more lines or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that's not, I guess that's not a traditional. Yeah, it didn't strike riddle. me as a, a riddle riddle, so I didn't write it down. But the lawsuit one is great. That's a great just joke in general. Yeah, I, I like that one a lot. But yeah, he did present it as like not something for them to figure out, just like as a taunt, because he immediately answers it himself. So the Riddler does deliver a, a cryptic, you know, warning that, you know, I, I, I don't, I forget the exact way he put it, but basically that there are two more riddles hidden in his, uh, the papers he was, that Batman was served. In the Batcave, they, uh, you know, using their special computer and goggles, uh, they find those two riddles. Do you have those? Yes, I do. Now, I will say this first one I did figure out, I did have the answer to when I, I, I tried to put my mind to it, is uh, when is the time of a clock like the whistle of a train? And I was like, oh, when it's two to two, like two, two, two. And then that was what it was. I was really happy. And I did not figure out the second one, which was what has neither flesh, bone, nor nail, yet has four fingers and a thumb. I was like, oh, a hand. And I was like, is it like something with a clock? Like the hand of a, like, you know, clock hands uh-huh. or something? Um, but no, it was a glove. You know, Robin was like, oh, glove, because they, they they're both wearing gloves. <laughs> so I was like, dang. Yeah, but, I, I didn't get any of the riddles the whole episode. I was happy to get the train <laughs> one. Yeah, do either of these riddles mean anything this episode? Yeah, it's an address. It's 222... Glover Street. Glover that's Street, right. that's what it was, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, for, I forgot. Uh, but before we get to Glover Street, we cut to the uh, abandoned subway system in Gotham City, where we find the Mole Hill Mob. Yeah, which I guess the Riddler just kind of took over for this episode. They have, they're not like themed to the Riddler. The Mole Hill Mob like, sounds like it's got nothing to do with like, his shtick. Which, all right, so now we're seeing the Riddler, and we've seen the Riddler now in his like, supervillain costume. I did want to ask real quick, which do you prefer, his like, suits or his like uh like leotard i love his suit i love his suit too i think it's amazing i wish it like the leotard works better for like the action scenes and stuff Definitely. but like i kind of wish he'd like that the suit was his main super villain like design i think it's great yeah like i kind of like... just want it like in real life <laughs> you know you would wear it to work yeah, why not? I've worn the my Adam West Batman costume to work before for <laughs> Batman Day and stuff. So uh, interesting thing about the Molehill gang or the Molehill mob, they were introduced into the comics like about a year before this, maybe not a full year, but the year before this this came out. And the Riddler was also in that issue. Interesting. Rather than working together as they are in this, uh, in that issue, the Riddler was like jealous that Batman was paying more attention to the molehill mob than he was to the Riddler's crimes. So they had a bit more of a bit more of a conflicting relationship than uh, than in the TV series. Interesting. Yeah, I thought that was kind of fun. 
Yeah, I know. While while we're here with the Molehill gang, we meet the other like credited guest star for the episode, um, Jill St. June, uh, who plays a character named Molly. Yeah, where she's got like some sort of fascination, like romantic attraction with the Riddler, right? Yeah, I I think uh, this is another motif of the show is to have like uh, here's an attractive young woman, which. I think which is kind of the style of time it happens a lot in Star Trek. Yeah, yeah, and they, you know, they catch the eye of the main character but end up betraying them in the end. It's also very James Bondish, which uh which is also 60s thing. Yeah. In my head I I relate Batman 66 and James Bond a lot. Yeah, they have some similar elements, some adventures more than others. Um, but I also wrote in this as just a, a, a thought because, uh, you know, she's eating like stolen caviar or something. And then like whoever the boss of the Mohill gang is, is like, don't eat that. You'll get you know too many calories. You won't be able to fit in like the manhole. Now I just wrote in my notes, bad guys don't like fat chicks. So I guess that's a, a moral failing is body shaming. Yeah, I, uh, you know, that that part felt very 60s to me. Yeah, but, the uh, casual, casual misogyny and stuff. But yeah, I, I mean... But these are bad guys, so... But you also crazy. know because the screen is on a Dutch angle because they're all crooked, you know? Oh, yeah. It's one of my favorite things about this series in general. Yeah, very cool how they do that. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. At the beach, I heard uh, a very similar conversation to this uh, from the family that was uh, set up next to us. Where the guy's like, oh, you know, he goes into his cooler and he's like, oh, here's the, here's a great drink for a woman, you know, very yeah. low calorie. And I was like, oh my God. That's so gross. <laughs> yeah. Ugh, that sucks. But anyway. Uh, from there, we get to uh, Batman and Robin coming up to uh, 222 Glover Street. And it's a, uh, it's a dance club called What A Way To Go Go. Which is very 60s uh name yeah, um, i i personally love it yeah. i wish i could go to this dance club so do i well yeah i i love when they they pull up they're gonna enter uh in and then the bounce is like hey robin's underage and he's like well yes of course robin go park the car <laughs> and then you know so batman goes in which you know robin's like listen i can go wait in the parking lot and use like the bat telescope to see what's going on and i wrote like how is you getting this footage yeah it, it it's a thing that happens in the movie too yeah. where like the batmobile is just able to get all these uh different shots and angles of uh a scene that would be impossible for yeah. it to to see but yeah like they just play like the shots from the episode just on a little screen in the uh, batmobile but like again this world's not meant to be realistic so like these kinds of details aren't really important but yeah, it's just it's like just, silly. Uh, just just thoughts <laughs> i noticed as i i watched this is where we get you know the famous bat two c scene as batman enters uh the club everyone's dancing and he makes like a big deal i like you know people are like oh my god it's batman and he's like Hey, I'm just gonna wait by the bar. I don't want to draw attention to myself, which is, which is so such funny. a great joke. Yeah. It's just so funny. Yeah. 
<laughs> and then he's just hanging at the bar and then that's where molly is but like the bartender is that guy who doesn't like fat chicks from the molehill gang and i love that batman's just like i order a fresh orange juice because that's such a square like the only thing that would have been square is if you ordered milk which but, I, but, I was expecting him to order a glass of milk but you know what uh orange juice makes more sense to be at a bar because you can use it in, like screwdrivers and other kinds of drinks well, you use uh, you can use milk and like Kahluas and stuff, but like yeah, but I no, feel like, I feel I, like I at a bar you. like this, you would get something more like more akin to orange juice. Batman gets his orange juice, and I actually just thought of this now. I wonder if they did orange juice instead of milk because now it's in color, and oh, that would I be see. more interesting to see. Yeah, that could be could be e- true. Either way, it made me want orange juice, so it worked because that orange- looks. It looks good. Orange juice is delicious. I love orange juice, yes. Yeah, so uh, Molly asks Batman to dance, and and this is where we get the the Bat-Toosie. We get to see Batman starting to act a little silly. Yeah, he's cutting a rug there. And, like, Robin's watching him and kind of dancing to himself in the Batmobile. Oh, did did you get the riddle that Molly drops here? Oh yeah, what's uh? Why is a quarrel like a bargain? Or when's a quarrel? Why is a quarrel like a bargain? Because uh, it takes two to make it. That one. Yeah, yeah. Did you get that one? Uh, yeah, I did, but it wasn't a regular one, so I don't really care about the points against me. I got, I got the train one that made me happy. Because <laughs> um, I definitely didn't get any of like I, when I was a kid, I definitely didn't get any of the ones that I remember, especially from the movies, like the canary with the machine gun. Yeah, well, that's like it's, what that's is part that? of that's part of the joke of it. Like, it's <laughs> such an absurd thing that they get immediately. Batman says something strange to Molly here. Yeah, you interest me strangely. Yeah, and it's just like, isn't that strange that like a cute woman talking is... to you at the bar interests you, Batman? I mean, Adam West isn't a bad looking dude, and like you get to see enough of his face with the bat and like his physique's so, like I, someone hitting on him. This can't be the first time. Yeah, I, I doubt it'll be the last. Yeah, I'm sure it won't be the last. But yeah, Batman collapses. He was, uh, his drink was, uh, was spiked, doped, as he says. Yeah, it was the 60s. And then and, that's uh, when- Robin goes to spring into action because uh, he's, of course, watching it from the Batmobile. And uh, out comes the Riddler with a, a trank gun just uh shoots a dart right in robin's arms and uh robin is now kidnapped well fortunately before robin sprung into action and got darted he changed like the uh this is where the labels come in handy he changed the like anti-theft button to the start button so that way if someone were to start the batmobile it sent off their anti-theft like system it's like oh it's thinking yeah yeah uh because after robin is uh kidnapped the riddler's like oh i'm well, gonna take this yeah, sweet ride yeah i'm gonna steal the batmobile of course so he pushes the button and i'm like oh it's gonna lock him into it and like shut it down but it just shoots fireworks everywhere and like oh no the cops are gonna see that and then they like just kidnap robin and leave and then uh batman stumbles out of the, the club and uh hops in the batmobile and is getting ready to to take off to go give to chase yeah. but uh you know, he, here, come, here come the cops. Yeah. And I thought this was kind of an interesting idea, thinking that's tying into like the whole lawsuit thing. Because the cops take Batman's keys because he seems like he's very drunk. Yeah. Because he's because he's drugs. And they're like, oh man, I can't believe this. They're like so disappointed that Batman's moral failings are about to be a drunk driver. And I think Batman himself realizes that too, because he does not fight it again because he's so by like he's so by the book. 
it's like, oh no, I shouldn't be driving the Batmobile. And like yeah. that's when the bat signals in the sky, and they're like, the commissioner wants them, and then the cops are like, it's better not to tell them because <laughs> we're all going to be so disillusioned by Batman being a drunk driver. Yeah, he's the uh, the re- the only real hero of the city. It would yeah. ruin the morale. Yeah, and just like this is the only universe where a cap's not a thing. <laughs> yeah, this show is very uh, pro cop. Which, uh, yeah, well, I also they, they mentioned earlier that Batman is a deputized force, so he's not breaking the law by being a vigilante. It's yeah. just that, so I gotta imagine there's a government agency that knows Batman's Bruce Wayne at some point, but like the police don't, like the commissioner and stuff doesn't. They just know that they can call him for like super crime because <laughs> I don't think Batman, like, I know eventually they do do like more like regular, like less super, like outlandish supervillain stuff. Um, but like it seems like Batman only gets called in for the stuff like they can't handle. Yeah, for sure. Um, Which if the police were better at riddles, I think they could handle the Riddler. Yeah, but unfortunately, all they seem to be good for is uh, taking Batman's keys at the yeah. at the moment. Which to be fair, his car is like atomic powered, and like if he is under the influence, he could do a lot of damage. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it was the right move. So yeah, how does the episode end, Scott? Riddler has Robin and stuff tied up on a table and like his head's clamped down and he pulls out a knife like he's going to operate on him and it's like, oh no, Robin's going to get murdered or something. Uh, And then that's when we get our, hey, uh, tune in next episode. Yeah, you know, it's it's wild that Robin's going to die so soon in this series. I know, I didn't see that coming. Maybe we'll get uh, Jason Todd in season two. Yeah. But yeah, we don't get the, uh, I guess, more well-known send-off here where it's uh, same back time, same back channel. Yeah, it's just kind of a proto one where it's just same. Same time, same, same channel. Yeah. I did write my notes that it should be bat, but. Ah, what you going to do? Yeah. The first episode, they may not have realized that like, oh yeah, we should just put bat in front of everything as much. <laughs> it'll be fun to see like when certain uh like tropes and stuff start like creeping in yeah yeah but yeah so that was it the first episode of the uh the batman tv series yeah hi diddle riddle so i had to look at because i want to say hey riddle diddle so bad what did you think um overall i thought it was good i thought there was um i thought it was funny when it should be and i thought it was exciting when it should be um, I think the Riddler's plan was interesting in this. I like the elements of the lawsuit and maybe potentially defaming Batman with him like being quote unquote being drunk. Because I also was surprised if they were going to just kidnap Robin, why didn't they just also kidnap Batman? But obviously that wasn't part of his end goal, you know? Yeah. So I guess since you've seen Into the Future, um, yeah. does it all come together pretty well? Or well, I guess, is it a wait and see kind of thing? It's a wait and see kind of thing. All right. Uh, I, I have thoughts on it, but I'll save it for our next uh, our, our next podcast. Excellent. Uh, so, yeah, we hope you all join us next time for uh, Batman Episode 2, uh, Smack in the Middle. Mm-hmm. We'll see, right. you, see you next week. Same Batcast time, same Batcast channel.